What's going on, people? It's y'all, Black Alechi, back with another episode of Rambling Mind Podcast. How are each and every single one of y'all doing today? Sorry for all the squealing in my chair. You know, I have an old chair. And, you know, it's comfortable, though. I like it because it's real comfortable, but it squeals all the time because, you know, it's old. But nevertheless, how y'all doing today? I'm still cold because it is winter, so therefore it's cold outside. But I hope it's not as cold where y'all are at because I bet who's in the north? If you're in the north, it's probably snowing where you are and you're laughing at me talking about you think that's cold. How about you come up this way and then you know what's real cold. But anyway, that's... I always start off this podcast complaining about how cold it is and how bipolar the southern hemisphere weather is. How it just switches on you like no man's business. But anyway, that's not the topic for today. I wanted to start off this podcast with a quote that I just heard. And I believe it's a it's a very powerful quote. The quote is, infinite access plus unchecked desire equals total disaster. Infinite access plus unchecked desire equals total disaster. I don't know what that means for y'all. That's pretty, pretty dang on powerful. It's extremely powerful for me. It's extremely powerful. Just the idea. Infinite access. Because we do live in an age where we can have anything like that. I mean, especially if you live in the United States, you have complete freedom, access to the internet at any point in time. You can basically look and see whatever you want at any day, any time, anytime you want. We have access to food all the time. Literally, we don't have to worry about food. We have food stores everywhere. I know, of course, this is speaking on, if you're listening to this podcast right now, you probably don't have to worry about food most of the time. <clears throat> you, you have we have things that can be delivered to us like that with Amazon Prime. I mean, there's two hour delivery now. You order something online, it shows up at your doorstep. You don't even have to lift the, you don't even have to stand up to go get it. You don't have to drive anywhere. You don't have to walk anywhere. It just shows up at your front door. <clears throat> we live in a time where we can, we can go anywhere, and if they don't give us what we want immediately, I mean, literally live in a microsecond society where if we have to wait for something, that business is failing. Literally, that business cannot survive if it doesn't give us what we need immediately. So you combine that kind of access with an unchecked desire and desire for anything, desire for money, desire for uh, to 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 want to have women if you're a guy or want to have men if you're a woman or whatever, uh, desire for anything, any kind of desire that we have innately, any desire that is innately good, a desire for food, desire for money desire for love, desire for anything, any of these desires that in us that is actually good, that has brought us through survival, has helped us to survive over and over again, desire for community, desire for uh, validation, desire to be great, desire to prosper, any of the things that are innately good, they're good things, they're not negative things, they're actually good things, but when these two things come together, infinite access access to any of these things at any point in time and an unchecked desire what happens at the end in other words the unchecked desire is where you don't you don't see the reality in other words it's just like you you can just you just don't reduce what it should be there's no limitation of like yo this is a good way to get this thing this is a bad way so for example it's like i want money so i'll do anything for money so you sell out your friends 
You sell, you do all the negative things that we see in society. You sell drugs. You do whatever it takes. Whatever it takes as long as I can make that money. Even things like you work yourself into the ground. You don't celebrate with your friends or you don't go out to hang out with your friends or anything like that. Which I'm talking to myself as well. Or you just basically sacrifice all your relationships just for the end goal of I want money. For the end goal of I want to have money. Because now we have infinite access. There's so many ways to make money. Like so many different platforms to make money. There's so many ways, different ways. YouTube, Twitch. It, there are so many different small business ideas. You can partner up with Amazon and help deliver vehicles for Amazon. You can find a way to get into real estate. You can, there's so many ways to make money in this day and age. But then if that's going, if your only desire is I want money, I want money, I want money, and you don't check that desire, eventually you will get destroyed. Eventually, they'll get to a point where you've run yourself so far down that your body can't take it anymore, your mental capacity can't take it anymore, and you're at the point where it's just a disaster. You are a walking disaster. It's like somebody once said, what's the point of having all the money in the world if you ain't got nobody to share it with? Like That quote just hit me hard. Or let's say you just want all the women everywhere. You just want all the women everywhere. So, you know, we have online dating apps, all kinds of online dating apps where literally Tinder is a quick one hit, uh, one night hit wonder, whatever. Or you can just start watching porn because you just have a desire to be loved and to be validated. And so you do all that combined of infinite access to, to porn. You can watch porn anytime you want. Like it's always available. And then you find out later on you can't build relationships with anybody anymore. You can't look somebody in the eye and tell them how you really feel. Or you can't be intimate with your with your spouse anymore. Why? And uncheck the desire. It's just that that's just to me that just stood out so much. That just blew my mind when somebody told me I was at actually I was at Bible study and <clears throat> our Bible study teacher said that quote and it rocked me. <clears throat> Excuse me. They rocked me. And I was just like, man, that is heavy. That is extremely heavy. That's not how I was planning on starting this podcast. But I just felt like somebody else needed to hear that. Somebody else needed to hear. Be careful of how much access you allow yourself to have. Be careful of the desires that you have within yourself. You always have to, those two things we have. Look at where we are today with the amount of access that we have with the internet. We're having people that have anxiety disorders because they didn't get enough likes on their Instagram post or on their Facebook post or wherever else they use it. Or they didn't get enough views on their YouTube channel. Because of that infinite access, we just want that thing. And we have a desire to be known. We have a desire for people to come check for us, a desire to be popular, a desire to whatever it is. And so those two things, we're looking at society as a whole today. Never in a time in history have there been such a close rate of suicides being almost the number one cause of death in the United States. A friend of mine was telling me how suicides is only second to heart disease or, or yeah, heart disease as the leading cause of death. We're so well off in the world today that our biggest problem is, oh, my internet went out and we start complaining. Food is no longer a problem. None of these other things are a problem. Infinite access plus unchecked desire 
equals total disaster. Just something to think about. Anyways, this podcast is called Rambling Mind Podcast. Usually we don't talk about all this other stuff, but today it was a little bit different. Usually we talk about business news. We cover some business news on this topic. I try to break it down, talk about how it affects your daily life. How does the news that they're talking about, the different uh, reports that's coming out, whether it's the labor reports, how does that affect you? How does that affect the stock market? And in turn, how does the stock market affect you? Because if you look at how everything is viewed today, the number one thing they always look at is whatever the news is, they look at the stock market. How does the stock market affect it? And because of the stock market is affected, that's what shows that, oh my God, we're in a recession or we're not in a recession. We're in a good period of time. That kind of thing. We try to break that down. I try to break down and tell you why that has an effect on your money because depending on how the stock market does, also, it depend, uh, shows how much money we have in our pocket because we all have businesses or we all work for a business and depending on how the market is moving determines how much money we can have in our pocket in, a, in at one time or another. Now, that's not necessarily a very direct correlation, but in one way or another, it ends up hitting us, whether it's through gas prices or whether it's through the produce getting more expensive, all these kind of things that can end up hit, <clears throat> hurting your pockets and your money. Also, we talk about personal finance. We just started doing that a little a little bit more on this channel, trying to help people understand how to gain financial freedom, how to get to a point where your money is not telling you what it wants to do, but you are telling your money what it should be doing. And we started off, first of all, we talked about budgeting and why it's important to budget and how to budget, how to go about your budget. And then we talked about having an emergency fund and how important it is to have at least a thousand dollars emergency fund so that whenever a problem shows up, you're able to deal with it. And then the last time we talked about paying off your debt because debt is not a good thing to have at the end of the day. Anyway, we're not going to talk about that again because last time we talked about that on a whole episode. If you want to listen to that, go back to the previous episode where we talked about debt and how to pay off debt and why it's important to pay off debt. Because with if you don't pay off your debt, you're always going to be trapped. You won't be able to make the moves that you want to make. You may think you're progressing, but at the end of the day, you're not able to do as much as you want to do because you're kind of a slave to the lender at the end of the day. That's just how it works. But anyway, today... We're just going to go right into the business news. There's a few things that I want to hit on, some few topics that I want to talk about, mainly focusing on climate. Well, maybe not really climate, a little bit of climate. We already talked about climate before, but it's popping up again. And the trade war, of course, because we cannot go a week without talking about the trade war and talking about the latest in the trade war. So the latest is, as you can remember, I think two podcasts ago, we talked about how the phase one agreement was being signed. So the details of that agreement is, one, China agreed to buy more goods from the United States, about $200 billion worth of good. And China also agreed to allow U.S. firms enter the Chinese market. But more importantly, they agreed that if American trade secrets are stolen, penalties will be implemented on those domestic Chinese companies that steal American trade secrets. Because if you don't know, one of the biggest problems that usually happens with American companies is whenever they go to establish something in China, somehow, some way, the secrets of how they operate, the secrets of how they become, became successful ends up getting stolen. And then all these Chinese companies all of a sudden are larger than life and do 
all kinds of great things because they stole the secrets of how some of these other companies that were trying to grow into China because there's no way an American company or any company in the world can ignore the Chinese market. It's the largest growing market in the world, except for India. India is also pretty large, but China is the most developed economy that is still growing, that still has a growth rate. Even though last year China experienced a shrink mainly due to the trade war, which is why they had the table having these negotiations, negotiations. So what did the U.S. get in return? The U.S. agreed to not implement any more tariffs and reduce the tariffs that were already imposed. But the main thing that came out of this, it seems if you look at this, it seems like, oh, the U.S. is still way on top. Like the U.S. won this trade war. But we need to take a di deeper dive into the actual trade war and the trade agreement and to see what the U.S. actually wanted, neither side won. Neither side came out on top in this whole trade agreement. One, China just didn't want any more tariffs and China didn't want to be disrespected anymore because if you remember, Donald Trump said a lot of disrespectful stuff. He still says a lot of disrespectful stuff about China and plus the tariffs are still implemented. So therefore, China didn't get exactly what it wanted. And then on the other side, the U.S. didn't exactly get what it wanted either. The biggest thing that the U.S. wanted out of this trade war, out of this trade issue that they, that they started off with, is to make sure that they got a handle on how Chinese, how the Chinese government has been subsidizing domestic companies. Basically, in case you don't know how the Chinese, a lot of Chinese companies actually blew up in such a short period. I mean, literally less than 20 years ago, China was not on the same level as the U.S. Now its economy is on par with the U.S. and is trying to overlap the U.S. as the number one economy in the world, which is also another reason why the U.S. is fighting back and making sure that it still has control of the global market as a whole. But basically, the way it was able to do that is by subsidizing all these different uh, Chinese corporations. For example, Huawei needed land, for example, just to give you an example of how it works to subsidize. So Huawei needed land to buy to build its office. China would sell it, sell it to Huawei, sell that land to Huawei at about 10 cents to the dollar to ensure that Huawei can build that land and grow faster than any other normal business. In other words, it's basically playing the system to ensure that the companies on its home soil survives. The other thing that it does a lot of, which we talked about a little bit that the China agreed to implement, uh, if anybody stole American secrets. Well, the way that China usually, that usually happens that I didn't talk about is the fact that when you go to China, if you're a business that goes to China, you are forced to open your books. In other words, you are forced to show everything. Usually you're forced to show your financials here in the US because if you're a publicly traded company, you're forced to do that. But in China, you're not just forced to show your books, your financial records, you're also forced to show your trade secrets, how you do business. And the ironic thing is whenever a business goes to China and shows them their trade secrets, opens up their books and everything, all of a sudden, there comes a domestic Chinese company that grows out of nowhere and does exactly the same things as the company that just came in from the U.S. or from any other country and does and counters exactly what they do. And of course, the Chinese government is also subsidizing that company that just grew so that company can grow even faster. The, the, the Chinese government saying no permits to certain American companies and giving those same permits to the Chinese company to help those, those companies grow. And so the U.S. wanted to 
find a way to ensure that look china if you're gonna play on the global scale you have to play by the rules that everybody else plays by you can't just keep subsidizing these companies and forcing out other uh global companies to ensure that your companies and your companies alone are able to do well if you ever wondered like have you ever wondered why a company like huawei all of a sudden is on the global scale when it comes to smart uh, smartphone production and is on scale on par with a company that's over i think over a hundred years old in samsung but of course the um nice nah, not samsung's not up to a hundred year old but a very old company in samsung that huawei all of a sudden is surpassing in production of smartphones how does that happen it only happens by them being able to first of all steal secrets and then second of all be subsidized to such a way that they can sell their products at a ridiculous cost and completely weed out all the products of samsung or you can look at zte how zte all of a sudden a massive corporation or you can look at ByteDance, the owner of tiktok how are they able to do what they're doing all these all these different companies or you look at tencent or you look at um alibaba how are they able to just counter all these american companies face to face and go toe to toe when they weren't even around when these companies were just starting to creep up it's because a lot of them are subsidized by this chinese government and one of the key things from this trade war which the u.s still didn't get what they wanted was for them to get a handle and to get china to agree that they will no longer subsidize domestic subsidize subsidize domestic companies it's hard for me to talk because it's so cold i'm sorry and there's something in my throat because again it's cold and yes i'm still going to complain about it being cold because it's cold again i have to say allegedly because there have been technically no proof that chinese government have had a hand in stealing american trade secrets or company trade secrets but nevertheless i have to put this asterisk allegedly they've been doing this even though i don't know how else companies get those kind of trade secrets but anyway that's beside the point but the main reason that i'm talking about this and the main reason we keep talking about the trade war is at the end of the day the trade war no matter how you may see it and say oh it's not really affecting consumer goods or anything like that at the end of the day the trade war will affect your pockets the pbs did a study that estimates that the average american household will pay over 800 dollars extra in higher costs due to the uh, due to the tariffs this will bring in about 102 billion dollars annually in cost just because of the tariffs that are being implemented in other words you will notice that at the end of the month when if you do your budget if you're doing your budget you see that the dollar ain't going so far anymore all of a sudden prices are a little bit more expensive than you remember them being because of the tariffs because as much as this phase one agreement is in place this trade war is not anywhere near over and don't expect to see a part two of phase two of this of this trade deal come into fruition anytime soon anytime soon because we have an election coming up and trump hasn't pranced around talking about he won the trade war yet so until that happens don't expect to see anything about uh, phase two of the trade war agreements but the good news is this is a good sign the U.S. and China has agreed to meet every at semi-annually to discuss trade and global market and all that kind of thing. So that's good. There's, these are good signs for the future moving ahead, which is also why we saw some new. It feels like every other week we're seeing gains in the stock market. At some point, at some point, the stock market, which has been good, it's been good. I don't want this to happen, but you can't keep having the stock market keep going up. At some point, things have to regulate themselves and come back down. Hopefully, it doesn't happen anytime soon, but. You never know. You never know. 
Moving on from there, just a quick hits, quick hits, some quick little interesting stories that I was reading about. Netflix, which we got to talk about tech because I'm a tech head. Netflix finally opened its books after the post Baby Yoda took over all of the holiday season. In case you don't know, Disney Plus had over 10 million people subscribe on day one, mainly because everybody wanted to see Baby Yoda. If you don't know what I'm talking about, you need to go watch Mandalorian because that show is good. That show was good. I watched the whole thing during the holiday season. I think it's good. You need to go watch it. It's a really good show. And I can't wait for season two. I'm excited. I'm really excited. And, I, and the way Disney did it, they did it just like a regular TV show. Every week, they released an episode. Every week, they released an episode, which made people keep subscribing. More and more people subscribe to it. But yeah, so but go watch Mandalorian. Disney Plus, if you have a friend who has a Verizon Wireless and can give you a free password or something, Hit that bad boy up. Hit that bad boy up. Mandalorian, good show. Baby Yoda, so cute. So cute. But anyway, as expected, Netflix, because of the Disney and Disney Plus and it just going haywire and just doing so well because of Mandalorian, like we talked about, and also because of nostalgia, because a lot of people went back and watched a lot of those old cartoons or old shows that they used to watch in the past. Disney uh, Netflix did not do well in the US. They only added about 160,000 new subscribers in the US. However, and it's estimated that they lost about 1 million new subscribers to uh, Disney Plus when Disney Plus released. So that's also something that investors didn't like. But what investors did like though is that Netflix still grew, still added about 8 million new paying, paying keyword, not free trials. This is not that 30 day free trial. This is a paying customers added 88 million new paying customers. How did they do this? International markets. I don't know about y'all. I don't know if y'all noticed it, but I know I noticed it. There was a lot more international movies, a lot more international flicks that Netflix was recommending than there were regular uh, American Hollywood flicks. Like for me, I spent most of the holiday break watching Nollywood movies. If you don't know what Nollywood is, that's Nigerian movies, that's our own thing. You know, we be watching them things, it's really funny. This is, I watch so many good ones though, funny. Now, I'm, I'm not gonna lie, the acting is not exactly like super amazing or is the storytelling like the greatest thing ever, but there were a lot of good ones that I really enjoyed. The comedy is always on point. Uh, there were a few good love stories stuff in there, but I really enjoyed the the comedy in Nigerian movies is what kept me going. Like one of the ones that I watched that I really, really enjoyed is called uh, Wives on Strike. That one was hilarious. It was really hilarious. But anyway, if you have a second, go to Netflix, check that bad boy out. It's a really good show. Look at me recommending shows. But yeah, it's, it was funny. And But yeah, I spent most of this holiday season or the past holiday season literally watching Nollywood movies. Not really any Hollywood movies like that. So it's, it's interesting. Netflix has seen that here they already have a substantial amount of people subscribing in the US. They're no longer looking in the US. And so while everybody starts coming out with their new subscription service, whether it's Peacock from NBC or it's Apple TV because theirs just sucks, Disney Plus, Hulu is still fledgling around, uh, what's the other, there's a bunch of other ones that is just kind of like there, they're kind of like side pieces, nobody really cares about them. But anyway, as everybody else battles to gain subscribers here in the US, Netflix is looking overseas because it knows it can do two things. One, it can put costs super low 
to get people involved in it. It can deliver content that is really good that the public actually wants because Netflix has already said that they're going to spend over three, whether it's $300 billion in new, uh, new content this year. And so it can dominate those markets overseas before those that are still trying to establish themselves here in the U.S. become competition. There isn't that much competition outside of the u.s for netflix i mean there's still there are other subscription services available in different countries but there's none that is has the same like capital dollars to spend whether it's acquiring movie studios whether it's acquiring directors acquiring tv shows all those kind of things to spend in different markets so it's going to be interesting how it plays out but it's at netflix is already showing that it has the money to spend and it's willing to spend that money to dominate that international market and even in i think they released a service in india where it's about two or four dollars somewhere in there for a monthly subscription to netflix so they're really the cost is really low right now and eventually just like they did in the u.s where it started off like eight dollars a month for the premium and then all of a sudden it was like ten dollars a month for the premium and then now to get the same thing that you had before now it's like fifteen dollars a month all of that it makes sense because eventually you got up that price look at amazon prime for the longest time amazon prime was fifty dollars and then all of a sudden it went to seventy dollars and then all of a sudden it was a hundred dollars and then all of a sudden now it's a hundred and thirty bucks so they know what they're doing it's let's get all the subscribers let's get people who want to buy into it and then once we do that and when they're used to the service they don't want to let go of the service anymore we start jacking up that price we start making our profit we start getting that profit puppy churning and making that money so that's what netflix is doing their focus is no longer in the u.s it shows it by the fact that they're buying a lot of international flicks and by the recommendation that you see on tv now or on the netflix app now it's no longer here in the u.s they're focused outside of the u.s trying to do business outside of the u.s why all the other subscription services bicker and fight over the last few subscribers that are available also speaking of subscriptions mercedes-benz just released their own subscription service so they're releasing a subscription service where you can basically get any new mercedes that you want all you have to do is pay a thousand and ninety five dollars every month and you can change your mercedes benz as you get tired of it so you can get a new one every other day or something like that so it's they're launching the service in philadelphia and in nashville so if you want a new mercedes every other day or you know you have an extra thousand dollars me i don't have extra thousand dollars to be throwing away like that just because i want to be driving a different car you can go and get the new this Mercedes subscription service because everything else, everything must have a subscription service in today. Like there's nothing you don't have a subscription service for any anyway. But anyway, that's 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 just that. Uh, quick, some quick hits, some quick interesting news. TikTok is on the verge of overtaking Instagram as the most used social platform, and guess who's happy about it? Snapchat, because. If TikTok becomes number one, Instagram will stop stealing features from Snapchat. So Snapchat CEO was very excited about the fact that TikTok is about to overtake Instagram. Uh, SpaceX had a successful mission to blow up a Falcon 9 rocket. Now you may question like, why do I say a successful mission to blow up? Well, it was a mission where they were trying to determine if they can protect astronauts if a rocket had a problem and they had to abort the mission or something like that 
will the astronauts be safe and they were able to deliver that yes the, the when the rocket blows up the astronauts in the rocket will be fine so that's good news um if you're planning to go to china don't because there's a major virus outbreak in china right now um just you know don't go that's the main thing on that one and then remember how we talked about blackrock in one of the earlier podcasts this or two weeks ago or so we talked about blackrock the investment firm and how they were saying like sustainability and climate change and all that things is very important to them and they're focused on that and if a company does not show them that they're they're focused on it and meeting the goals that they set for themselves that they're not going to invest well we're trying started to see some of these companies actually pay attention remember i told you it's no longer on the government now it's all about investment funds and consumers holding all these companies up to standard to actually deal with climate change and actually have a plan for climate change well, Microsoft released their climate change, whatever, and basically they said that by 2030, they're going to be carbon negative. Now, the difference between carbon neutral and carbon negative is they're going to actively try to eliminate carbon from the environment. And they said that they're going to eliminate as much carbon from the environment as they have put into the environment from their inception. From And that was in 1975 when the company was made. So that's good. That's a beautiful goal. And uh, hopefully we actually see it play out, but we're already seeing how one investment fund, nevertheless, it was one of the biggest investment firms coming out and saying, hey, if you don't do this thing, we're not going to give you money. And like I said, that makes a lot of, that's a lot of talk. That's like, that makes people do what they need to do. Finally, the U.S. census began today in a very remote town in Alaska called Tuksuk, Tuksuk Bay. I haven't seen so much pictures of the same place in a long time i'm sure nobody in their lives ever knew about tuksuk tuksuk bay and before the population of a total 661 people by the way to tell you how remote it is i promise you i don't want to go there because that place is freezing i saw pictures of it i was like who wants to live there 661 people apparently want to live there but anyway just to note the census has begun so be prepared to answer census questions and all that kind of stuff but anyway that's all i got for y'all tonight sorry about the phone ringing it's my boy niche why he's disturbing this podcast i don't know but that's all i got for y'all tonight again i'll leave you with that quote that we started off the episode with infinite access plus unchecked desire equals total disaster just something to leave you with But anyway, that's all I got for y'all tonight. God bless each and every single one of y'all. And we'll be back with some more Rambling Mind next week. This has been your boy Kalichi, and I'll talk to y'all later. Peace!